Hey witches, welcome back to the Witch the Vote podcast with Paige and Erica. I'm Paige. And I'm Erica. And we're like a legit actual podcast. We are on um, iTunes and Spotify. And um, because we're a legit podcast, we would love to get some reviews and some feedback from y'all because we're going to keep doing it. And um, obviously 2020 is a big year for voting. And so, um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Who should we have on as um, guests? What should we talk about? You know, if you identify as a witch, like what are your political concerns? We want to talk about it. We want to know. So, yeah. So uh, hit us up. Um, We have an email. We do. Witchthevote at gmail.com. And we have an Instagram at, at which the vote. <laughs> so yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Um, today, we're going to start just by doing a little wrap up of um, what we talked about on our last episode, the Salem local election. We'll keep this very brief. Uh, we won some and we lost some. Um, <laughs> um, Paige. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sums up. Well, um, the big win is that our friend Christine Medor kept her seat as Ward 2 counselor, Whoop. which is wonderful because it was looking a little scary for a second there. She was challenged by a write-in candidate who had the resources to run a really strong campaign as a write-in candidate. And she had a lot of support um, amongst you know a demographic that shows up to yes. the polls, which is like something that will get into a little bit more but so that was good and and christine the queen has already um taken the governor Mm -hmm. of massachusetts to task um this week over public transportation so doing the work glad she's back um we lost um alice merkel who you know i kind of thought was a shoe-in which is like giving me flashbacks a little bit to 2016 um, and, you know, like arguably one of Salem's versions of Trump mm-hmm. um, st- stayed. Arthur Sargent stayed um, and Alice lost. Uh, and it was very close. Alice lost by something like 52 votes. Yeah. yeah. very uh, Enough votes that, I mean, could have done a lot better. Could have done a lot better. I think our overall voter turnout was... 22 percent it was less than 25 percent of registered voters showed up for the local election which was disappointing definitely (laughs) it's I mean it's heartbreaking to hear because that would have been such a big shift for the council right to like get this extremely conservative um sort of old guard you know sorry but old white guy off the council and have this like really progressive like super compassionate hardworking woman on the council um and we lost it by 50 so again that's kind of why we're here but we'll get into that more later and then we had a counselor win by one vote (laughs) A, a very scary narrow margin meg riccardi won the ward six race by one vote in the election and in a recount as well we had to recount almost 1,300 votes to make sure she actually won, which she did. But her challenger still hasn't conceded and is going to be... Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, and he's going to be challenging more things in court, apparently. I'm 
there the legal process behind elections is really intricate and fascinating if you're into that kind of thing but it's wild it's definitely wild um and so but you know again like for anybody who uses the excuse that like your vote doesn't count i mean not to beat a dead horse here but like she literally won by one vote one vote because (laughs) one extra person like did to show up right that day right you could be that one extra person oh wouldn't it feel so good um and then the other like win was a loss actually and that's elaine milo Uh um counselor at large no more no more the disgraced counselor at large (laughs) (laughs) truly your nemesis in in some ways yeah in in a lot of ways elaine represents um a lot of things to me and always will but i mean elaine milo is somebody who was not doing the work that she said she was doing and that is you know her entire job as a representative is to do what she says she's doing so Yep, she's (laughs) she's gone now. Um, You know, of course, voted no on one more affordable housing thing on her way out. (laughs) On her way out, but um, yes, she she is out of here. And you know, I'm gonna count that as a win for which the vote. We did a lot of work um, following her, and I feel she was speaking to us directly a lot of the time. So I think we did a good job of appropriately responding to yes. Um, what we observed. Who could forget Cookie Gate? Oh, man. She yelled at us for eating cookies at a city council meeting. It's fine. Not me. I wasn't there. I don't I'm not in bitter. trouble. I'm not still bitter about it months later or anything. <laughs> um, any hoodles? Well, no more city council cookies for Elaine. Yeah. Sorry. Take your cookies and and go. So that was the so- Salem... <laughs> That was the Salem uh, local election. Um, We will, you know, obviously still be keeping up with local politics and um, bringing it here whenever um, it makes sense to do that. Uh, I'm setting the intention right now. I'm casting a manifesting spell to get our mayor, Kim Driscoll, um, to be a guest on the Witch the Vote podcast. We love Mayor Kim Driscoll. Um, She's really great. And um, kind of a fan of ours. I mean, mutual, obviously. It's mutual. I think we're probably bigger fans of hers than she is of us. But she might do it. You never know. Yeah, she's she's taken a lot of risks lately. Yeah. So I feel like yeah. there's a good chance there. That's one that we have um, on our wish list. But, you know, again, we'd love to hear um, from y'all who, who's doing the work or um, just who you'd want us to talk to because you think it'd be fun or interesting Either way. Yeah. Aim high. It's a waxing moon. We can (laughs) manifest anybody. We can bring it in, you know. So cool. Well, so um, so that's the Salem local election. Anything else worth mentioning on that? It was it was a lot of work. It was a while, guys. It was at times very draining and felt very hopeless, Mm. but um, made me really excited for the next election. I feel like it gave us a very clear picture of what we need to do and the kind of representation we need to find. Well, truly, and I mean, really, yeah, the work that we need to do is getting people to vote, which is like, duh, and like I've already said it like five times in like five minutes, but, you know, this is which the vote because we want people to vote because just like in Salem, the majority of people here are progressive and have progressive values. But, you know, 
they have jobs and kids and all sorts of other things that are keeping them maybe from even thinking about politics or thinking about you know why it matters to show up to these things or um, you know how it all factors into the big picture spoiler alert like your local elections actually kind of factor into your like day-to-day life more than the general um, and that's you know so we're just here to talk about that and we're here to talk about how important it is just to vote 22 yeah. percent of the population and it's like I know you, I and I and the thing is I know that there were people who knew they were supposed to vote and didn't because they didn't think it would make a difference. Think about this. Remember when you had to do group projects in school and it was like a nightmare? Okay, so if you had like five people doing a group project, but only one of them did all of the work, right? Well, what if what if that one person was like kind of a dick you know or like not very good at their job but that's who we're letting do the work for all of us is that one in five person isn't that terrifying that's a gross (laughs) remember group projects they were gross i was always the one doing all the work and you don't want me doing all your work no (laughs) no there were there were a lot of times that it felt like we were really scurrying around try to trying to have eyes on everything and hands in everything and it's really hard to do that with such a small um community of engaged people so you know grab your friends and yeah just let's start making the cool girls are into politics remember girl power remember (laughs) (laughs) i do remember that whole marketing movement like we can subvert that into Oh, into which the vote. Totally. So let's get into it. So like why witches? Like why why is this witch the vote and not just like vote. Vote. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I feel like the kind of witchcraft that I practice has always been really tied to my political identity as well. I mean, think about the the witch icons that a lot of us were influenced by you know I mean the craft is one mutually uh, mutually loved by a lot of our generation and though they definitely took their powers to a dark and let's say unproductive place right right. um, I think the power of those figures really seeped into my being and that that idea of questioning authority that's actually the card that I picked for today oh um, I love from, that yeah from Ariel Gore's deck was teacher and then on the chalkboard said question authority and I feel like that's always been really tied to my witchcraft is questioning well why is this book right and this book is wrong why am I wrong because I know it in my bones even though it's not in a book yeah I think it's interesting I just the word like rebellion just kind of like came through right so it's kind of like even if um whether you identify as a witch or someone has identified you as a witch right it kind of carries this whole like idea of like rebellion um against the status quo right you know our status quo is working for very few people right Um, And so I think the witch does provide like a really great um, archetype of this rebellion, right? And of this kind of dark 
shadow femininity, right? Um, and, you know, this doesn't have anything to do with human gender. I'm just, it's, it's, it's the flip side of kind of what is supported by capitalism and Christianity and like all of these like big forces that have like shaped our world right the witch really like throws a wrench into that like every time um and so I think you know it's definitely uh, about spirituality and about community you know differing levels of like nature worship and like belief in divination and like all of these things but I think the tie that binds in the like political sense of witchcraft is this idea of like rebellion. Definitely. And I mean, if we think about the things that tend to really suppress our energetic power, our spiritual power as witches, it's because we're so fucking tired <laughs> because because capitalism insists that we align ourselves with their idea of what a calendar is and what days are and what money counts for and and all that um and we know that climate crisis um and climate anxiety is a real like diagnosable mental illness because so many people just can't even see futures beyond the collapsing earth that right (laughs) the capitalists are killing so it all comes full circle and it's time to rebel it's time to rebel and i think that being able to look around and see all of these other people who are feeling that same weariness and being able to come together to make something beautiful and loving happen is i mean that's the ultimate like you were talking the other day about people are waiting for a big superhero to come save us like they don't want to get involved because they're waiting for unconsciously i think that's why they're like every movie that comes out right now is a superhero movie um or like a comic book movie i it's not for me um so I don't know that much about it but I just know that there's like lots of superhero movies coming out and you know Jung would say that that's because you know the sort of collective unconscious right now is truly feeling this kind of end of the world vibe and are hoping that someone's gonna come along to fix it um and certainly like that's a I want that too. <laughs> that would be awesome. I like I would like Arya Stark to come and like fly through the air and, you know, um take care of business, but that's not going to happen. Um we're the superheroes and, you know, this system and and I think also like there's probably a contingent of like radical witches that would say like the system is fucked like I'm not even participating in this system because it's so fucked and I agree um I also would like to just like kind of burn it all to the ground as well um until I have a dragon I don't know how we're going to do that other than voting right and as much as I would love to go you know buy a cheap plot of land somewhere in the middle of the country where climate change can't touch me or my community um i also can't in good conscience leave so many other people behind who have already been left behind by right the system that's in place now you know right and i mean like not to go off on like a crazy climate change climate change tangent but you know the reason that nothing is being done about climate change is that (laughs) 
it's not going to affect the people who are not letting anything be done about it, right? I mean, like the billionaire, like spoiler alert, the billionaires are going to be fine. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> they've got bunkers and mountaintop like homes and, and just whatever. They're going to be fine. They're actually, you know, counting on the rest of us not being fine. You know, like the planet, um, after we've finished completely destroying it, will still support some people. Not seven billion, right? But how many billionaires are there? Like a thousand or something? Um, they'll be fine. Right. So Or they'll be on Mars. Right. <laughs> they'll just it'll be Wally. Either way, they're not not doing anything about it because it's a myth. They're not not doing it. Is that right? Not not doing anything. They're like not doing anything about it because it's not gonna matter to them. And actually it's like kind of what they're hoping for at this point, you know? So, um, you know, don't get it twisted. There's like no superheroes coming and the billionaires will be fine. Um, it's truly up to us. And, you know, and and people, and there are so many people who have less access um, to things like voting. Um, think of all the people who are completely like left out of the pro anybody who's been like convicted of a felony in some states some states have laws about you have to have an id like the right kind of id or you have to have a street address and not a p.o box which leaves out a lot of indigenous communities who live on reservations um i mean it the system was designed by and for white yeah european capitalists who came here with the idea that they would conquer and they and they did did (laughs) um and that so it feels like a huge responsibility right to like it's it's so frustrating to see these billionaires who wouldn't even notice if they just paid off somebody's student loans but that person is going to be working 80 hours a week for you know the rest of their lives to be able to afford to live and pay off the education that they were required to get um and so it feels like why is it our responsibility to use what little we have um to make that change but i think that's what really makes the difference spiritually between us and these billionaires is that we know that the only way to bring balance and to bring um any sort of healing to the world is to even things out Yes. As much as we can. And if that means we have to burn it down and start over, then that means we have to burn it down and start over. But nobody's burning it down. So (laughs) I know. But like, I mean, who's got the match, you know? Right. So and I also think like the thing about calling yourself a witch or just like the figure of the witch in general is that it's it like inherently describes someone who has power. Right. Because if like a witch without power is just like a person you know what I mean it's like you're called a witch because you have power over you know your circumstance or your environment or you know the people around you depending again depending on the like definition but what is universal about it is that it it there's power there um and so wouldn't it be amazing if the you know witches of the world unite and exercise that power um, for the good of the oppressed and the marginalized. And, 
you know, the people who can't speak for themselves um, and the animals and the planet and, and, and all of these things. So all of these things that we count on to continue our practice, you know, in our in our spells, we're using flowers and we're using salt and we're using crystals and these things that we're getting from the earth. And so if it's our job to protect it, right, if the other majority of our practice isn't protecting it, then, you know, we're not being fully thankful for what we're being given. And and if you identify as a healer, even, I mean, this is this is like humanity needs to be healed, you know, and you can do, you know, all of the healing on an individual level that, you know, um, you can. And thank you for doing that work. I I benefit from uh, <laughs> from that that sort of work all the time. Um, but it's also like the collective, you know, it's like we need your healing powers for the collective too, you know. And so, yeah. It's tough out there trying to carry a whole rebellion on your shoulders. So connecting with each other as a community is the right, the most healing thing we can all do to keep the momentum of this movement going, right? right? We it can't be people burning really bright for a second and then flickering out and stopping and then somebody else burning really bright because they were inspired by that other person and then stopping. It has to be everybody together, like sustaining each other. And there's a reason why, you know, like a million reporters have asked me the question, like, why is witchcraft having such a moment right now? You know, and it's like, because we need witchcraft, because this is the moment where, you know, we finally have the opportunity to do this rebellion, you know? I mean, like, for all it's worth, like, Instagram gave us, I think, a place to, like, form this kind of online community of, like, witches of Instagram, and now, you know, there is little bits of witchcraft kind of everywhere, and it's like, yeah, why, right? Like, I mean, witches are the superhero, right? Mm-hmm. That right. are going to come along. I right. mean, at least I think that's what we think, right. you know. Um, the witch is anti-patriarchy. She's the enemy of, you know, of patriarchy. And, and um, yeah, um, what do we want to happen, right? Like, we want, like, we want witches witching the vote across the country and elsewhere, Um, But we really want to form a network um, and, you know, be able to have um, people across the country submitting um, progressive slates of candidates that we can list on the website so that, you know, people who identify as witches um, and want to be informed politically, we have that information for them on our website um we're just two people right now three people (laughs) our silent partner (laughs) our our silent partner and amazing producer anthony um but how are we going to get this done right we need more and i know because i've talked to so many people who are jazzed about which the vote and think it's great um that that you're out there and we want your help And, you know, honestly, it's like if you just want to, like, do your thing on your own, like, great, because we just really want to get people informed and get them voting. But if you would like the support and the community, um, 
like I said, I think for me, like the dream is to really have like a witch the vote like network across the country. Oh yeah, and especially to get people in more conservative areas where. Um, you know, or even sort of like the in-betweens, right? Like I'm originally from Wisconsin and Wisconsin like went red all of the sudden last year, or, you know, in the last um, presidential election. And I was like, what the heck? Um, <laughs> you know, so just like that, just like that. Um, no. So like there's all these places, right, where it's like so crucial um, that we show up because it, you know, swing states obviously um there's a term for it so we want to swing those states back um towards <laughs> towards our side yeah yeah i mean this like we don't want this to be about any one person being a figurehead or no certainly not i don't think either of us wants to be a figurehead <laughs> of anything right no um we are we have so, a lot to do we yeah we're just so inspired by all of these amazing witches who are you know going around the status quo by teaching themselves about herbal contraceptives and witchcraft for the apocalypse and um, learning how to create these wonderful communes and we just there's so many people out there doing this amazing work and we would love healing our ancestors healing our ancestors healing our descendants healing our past lives you know all of these things that it just feels like in this moment are coming together so perfectly that we can actually make a difference um i think as witches we both really believe in past lives and in future lives and so this pull to be involved in rebellion and revolution really needs to be put into action i mean we know that there's all kinds of wonderful astrology we would love to talk to the astrologers who oh totally who know about why there's so much um, rebellion happening right now and how we can harness it. There's there's so many tools out there outside of what patriarchy and capitalism has taught us to rely on, outside of the resources that they provide in schools and in offices and in all of these places that we're told is the only place we can look and witches have always looked elsewhere. And so I think looking to each other right now is just going to make such a huge difference. Yeah, nicely put. Thank you. I don't know where that came from. Channeled. You channeled it. Because you're a witch. Thanks. So, yeah, anything else? Our call to action. This is our official call to action. Um, Please help us make 2020 the year of the witch. Um, Let's vote this fucker out of office. (laughs) And into jail. Like, I just I mean, literally. I just... I just want all of them in jail for I vote you into jail. I can't. I think we can do that. There's like ways because if we because listen, if you're like voting for the right representatives and they're appointing the right judges, like we can actually vote these people into jail. And you can also do spell work and witchcraft to make that happen. I mean, the amount of spells that we did, you know, um, confidence in public speaking spells before we would go 
give testimony at city council meetings or success spells for our wonderful candidates that we wanted to win. Protection spells. Absolutely. For candidates and people like Christine Blasey Ford. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Um, That, I think, really does make a difference and will make even more of a difference if we're all doing it together. Tell us your political witchcraft. Oh, it's so cool. What are your practices? What are your spells? You know, we're lucky enough that... Ariel Gore came out with her book, Hexing the Patriarchy. Which is just um, the best thing ever. Which is written. a whole book of spells um, about hexing the patriarchy. Um, we were lucky enough to be included in that. Um, but so we know it's all happening. We know the wheels are turning and people are putting these things together and we want to know about it. So definitely reach out to us. Let's get this network going. Witches of the World Unite. That's all for me. Yeah, that, I think that, yeah, me too. <laughs> okay, well, uh, again, uh, witchthevote.com, at witchthevote on Instagram, witchthevote at Gmail. Yep, facebook.com slash witchthevote. Especially if you're in Salem, we're a lot more active on Facebook with local um, meetings and hearings and all that kinds of stuff. So especially if you're in Salem or even just on the North Shore and want to learn more about what's going on around here um hopefully we'll be able to focus more on some bigger massachusetts things as we have the the 2020 elections coming up so oh and we have really cool tote bags thank you to bill christoffi the amazing um artist and illustrator who had this drawing actually already uh he'd already created it and never really did anything with it um and it says you know i'm casting my vote um, it, you know, is the most powerful spell. And so we have really cool tote bags uh, and all on the House Witch website that you can buy. And all of the money um, from those goes to When We All Vote, which is Michelle Obama's um, Get Out the Vote initiative. So um, you can like look super cool mm-hmm. and everyone will be like, where'd you get that? And you'll be like, vote. <laughs> no. Um, well, you, you do. <laughs> um, yeah, let us know what you want to hear about next time keep in touch and do some really cool hexing the patriarchy spells and thank you for listening and sticking with us bye bye